and welcome to the Zenial Dome's Little Dome. My name is Gareth Gwynn. And I'm Estelle Sears. And this is the version of the Zenial Dome podcast where we look at this month in Zenial history. And I've chosen February 2005. Okay. By far the most exciting thing to happen in February 2005 is that YouTube launched. Ooh. Weirdly, it launches in February 2005. Their first video doesn't go up until April 2005. Right. So I think there's two months where they're just like, anyone want to put up a video, guys, before they go, <laughs> we could do this ourselves. Can't give people a clue as to what this That's is. so weird. It is. Did, did they announce that it was... Uh, February 2005 is when they start the company mm. and the website is theirs. But they seem to spend a bit of time thrashing around trying to work out exactly what youtube is and what people are going to use it for right so it's it's started by three people steve chen chad hurley and javed karim off the back of the fact that they got a payout for working for paypal when ebay bought paypal i remember this they've got a bit of cash Mm. and this is what they invest it in there are so many origin stories Right. It's like the Bible. <laughs> it's like there's all these stories. And I presume some of them are an analogy for something else. <laughs> like none of them really add up. So we're gonna do all of the origin stories. Oh wow, okay. Because I each one I think says something different. The first okay. one is I think the one they would like us to believe. <laughs> right. Hurley and Chen developed the idea for YouTube during the early months of 2005 after they'd experienced difficulty sharing videos that had been shot at a dinner party. Kareem did not attend the party and denied that it had occurred, but Chen remarked the idea that YouTube was founded after a dinner party was probably very strengthened by marketing ideas around creating a story that was very digestible. Okay, so what happened at this dinner party? Because for someone to not believe that something happened at a dinner party. Yeah, or didn't believe the dinner party happened. It was like, it was like, what, you had a dinner party without me? Oh. I'm the life and soul, guys. I <laughs> I bring the dessert. <laughs> but that's really weird that they didn't... But then, I, but then that you're you're sharing videos publicly though, rather than yeah. finding a way of doing that privately. The second origin story feels like the one whether where they shouldn't tell people this is what it is which is kareem said the inspiration for youtube came from super bowl 38's halftime show controversy with janet jackson and justin timberlake oh kareem could not easily find clips of the incident (laughs) (laughs) okay you don't even need to give me the third one this is the one i believe this is the one you're gonna put your money on okay (laughs) oh my god the other thing is, in in the telling of this story, the version of this I found online said, Karim could not find each of the video child clips of that incident and the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami online, which led to the idea of the video sharing website. I'm like, don't put those two in the same sentence. No! When you're telling the story, just, just mention the news one, maybe. Yeah. But also, if you are mentioning the news, like to say there's something a bit about trying to find clips of it as well yeah there is on, on both both of both them of actually them. Yeah. both of them are problematic so so that's the second one so this is the third one and i'm going to read this paragraph from time magazine okay the original goal was we were working towards at the very beginning a video version of hot or not.com 
I feel like we're picking at the thread oh here, aren't we? Oh, <laughs> We've gone from, I'd love to share videos of a dinner party, to, I don't <laughs> Okay, I'm going to just quickly remind myself of hotornot.com because I do remember yeah. that name. Oh, well, this this interview and this article contains a few more details. Hot or okay. Not is a dating site that encourages you to rate on a scale of 1 to 10 the attractiveness of potential mates. It's a brutal singles bar version of MySpace, but Kareem says it was a pioneer. I was incredibly impressed with Hot or Not because it was the first time that someone had designed a website where anyone could upload content that everyone else could view. That right. was a new concept because up until that point, it was always the people who owned the websites who could provide mm. the content. The idea of a video version of Hot or Not lasted only a couple of months. It was too narrow, says Chad. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. And I remember thinking, why would you do that? Um, a video version wouldn't have made it better or worse, actually. Just so, <laughs> so they they launch it and they go, it just needs to be somewhere people can put up videos. They email journalists and no one's really interested in this video sharing website. And it is fascinating that no one sees the potential in this early right. on. So the first thing they do is they just email all their friends. Mm. This is word for word the email they sent their friends. Well, guys, we just launched this site, youtube.com. Can you help us spread the word? Since we just launched it, there are no girls on it yet. <laughs> oh my god. These guys. <laughs> Can you upload your own videos? Let me know what you think. <laughs> they have definitely decided, and I watched a um, talk that one of them gave. They decided that they needed to get women on this site right. if it was ever going to work. So... Oh, you see, because when I when you said that, I read it in the same way as the um, the, the driver for Jan Jackson and Hot or Not. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's, yeah. <laughs> like obviously, because because I think I do think like if women um, adopt something, I think there's quite a lot of weight to it, and so I agree with it in that sense. But now, like, I haven't even seen photographs of these guys. I already have a vision in my head of what they look like. And they have never, ever, ever spoken to a woman apart from their mum in their lives. So what do you think the next part of their plan is? Oh, God. (laughs) Having sent this email saying to their friends, come on, girls, get on board. Yeah. What What do you think the next step in the plan is? By women? I don't know. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10. Oh my God. 10 out of 10. Explain, please, quickly. The next thing they did was to bribe women on Craigslist to set up (gasps) accounts. Now this, I found a talk where he's talking to computer science, I think undergraduates, how they set up YouTube. And I watched this talk and I literally just wrote this paragraph out verbatim. We were trying to come up with more ways to get more users. And of course, if you get girls on the site, that's the best way to attract more users. So we went on Craigslist in the Los Angeles area and made a bunch of posts and said, hey, if you're female and we think you're attractive, and if you make 10 videos and you upload them, we'll send you 100 bucks on PayPal. (laughs) So that was going to be our strategy. But actually, we didn't get any replies to that. (laughs) No, really? (laughs) 
insane because for one thing, what ten dollars a video? Ten dollars a video, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no detail as to what these videos need to be. No. Um, but ten dollars a video. I'm also wondering as well, like, because it's 2005, right? Not many people still ha- still not many people had video cameras yeah, on their I, phones. I think there's a lot of obstacles to this when you think yeah. about it. And even yeah. if you did, like the quality was so poor. No, I didn't have a camera on my phone at this point. Definitely not. Definitely no. not. No. That's and, the issue. It's not yeah. women. <laughs> Once it clicked, it became a phenomenon so quickly. Right. Uh, and so this is 2005, 2006 was the year where it exploded and in the time magazine article from that it says it was both easy and edgy a rare combination you can watch videos on the site without downloading any software or even registering yeah and then in october 2006 it's bought by google for 1.6 billion dollars flipping heck so it once it takes it takes but the two or three months of them going around california go like any women want to join our website (laughs) (laughs) it's it's one of those things where when they write the big history of youtube it's not the best opening is it no it's really not and also i'm I'm never going to be able to watch youtube now i'm never going to be able to watch an instructional video on how to fill my car up with water (laughs) without without feeling like they're like oh god they were right the trick was to get women on it yeah, here I am, like a moth to a bloody flame, because I need to know how to plaster a wall. <laughs> so funny. I guess it's you. You can call it a social platform as well, really. Yeah, because you it, you do connect with people on there. Um, Absolutely, that was all part of it as well. In part of the growth of it was going when they were trying to work out how they got people to stay there. Mm. One of the early things they did was the thing down the side with other videos to watch and comments. In one of the talks, he has a list of the websites they used as inspiration, mm. one of which is hot or not. But the other one is like, is it Friendster? One of the really old social medias yeah. where they went, oh, having friends on the site and leaving comments. And mm. Wikipedia was a big one as well, which was if you have enough users and you let them report things, it will self-regulate. That right, was yeah. a big part as well. Yeah. Um, and out of all those platforms as well, it feels like one of the ones that hasn't really dated that much. Yeah. Considering how long it's been around. Absolutely. And if you look at the first video, which is one of them at a zoo. I was going to ask you actually which was, what was the first video. Yeah, and it, you, you'll be able to find it quite easily because yeah. it's been copied and moved around and stuff like that. I don't know if... The, for a long time, the first video was there and you could go to it. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's since come down um, and it's now just mirrors of it, effectively. But mm. you, I, I have seen it and it's um, one of the three at a zoo going, any women about? <laughs> 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 Is this where women are? <laughs> So, 3rd of February, 2005. What's the worst show on TV? The news. Question time, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't used to mind it, but I have not watched Question Time in years now. Mm. It's just hard work and stressful. And yeah. yeah. So, here's an article from 3rd of February, 2005. A man asks his girlfriend to marry him on Thursday... On BBC One Current Affairs Programme Question Time. 
Like it's the Super Bowl or something. Yeah. <gasps> In a show used to putting politicians on the spot, audience member Alan Jordan used the last question of the programme oh. to propose to his partner, Sonia. Once she got over the shock, she replied, yes, please. Mr. Jordan submitted the question in the normal way he was presented, David Dimbleby said, was a first in the show's 25-year history. That is not surprising. That is no. n- not. At, it, it shouldn't happen in 250 years. <laughs> <laughs> The oh fact my... it's the first time in 25 years. And as well, they keep saying it as though we're well overdue another now. <laughs> oh, like an eclipse. We've recently oh. had a 40th anniversary. We are well overdue. <laughs> a proposal or failing that at birth. I think... I think... <laughs> I like to think more that the first one was just a deterrent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that so first one had shot. to happen, so it yeah. never happens so it again. it never happens again. Um, I'll carry on with the details. So, Please. <laughs> Mr. Dimbleby admitted he would not usually allow the question, but the programme makers like to indulge their audience where possible. So this is how he did it. Mm. He said, this one is not for the panel, I'm afraid. It's for the lady on my right. Sonia, would you marry me? Would you like to know who was on the panel? Yes. I, because I trust they were invited. Oh, <laughs> Cabinet Minister Margaret Beckett, Tory Shadow Minister Andrew Lunsley, Liberal Democrat frontbencher David Laws, former Metropolitan Police Commissioner Sir John Stevens, and newspaper columnist Yasmin Alibi-Brown. What a gang. What a My gang. My God, yeah. Uh, they were presented with champagne by David Dimbleby. Hang on now. So how far in advance do you get, get asked the question, like given the question? I have never been to question time, but I have been to any questions. Mm. You're putting your questions in on any questions about from about 45 minutes before the show starts. Okay, so a runner has had to go so out someone, and find yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you're in, you're in Derby. You'd be quite capable of going like, go find us some champagne. <laughs> Write a little note saying congratulations from David Dimbleby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then uh, get, it, get it all set. I um, just... I couldn't marry him. Like, even if... Even if we both loved politics and, like, all our favourite panellists were in... Oh, yeah! I <laughs> do you know what? I wasn't sure about doing this, but that lineup. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I just... I don't know, like, because I've and I've never been one of these people who buys into like the the, the Instagrammable and TikTokable um, engagements or anything. Well, there's like no that. worry about that because this is being filmed on about an eight camera setup. Let's be fair. <laughs> eight. <And it's... laughs> Imagine this on YouTube, though. Wouldn't well, it be great? Do you know what? I I probably went. This will be on YouTube, and I searched for it, and then I went. No, of course it won't be on YouTube. It's literally a week before YouTube launched. <laughs> I immediately searched for it and I went, oh no, it won't be there. I'm sure there's it's it, it's buried in some compilation. Yeah. I couldn't find it. Um, I'm de- I mean, next time I'm in the BBC archive, I'm definitely going to take a look. Yes. Everyone just looks so miserable in question time. <laughs> yeah. like, it's not really the vibe. And oh, Well, it's, and... they love a quirky final question, don't they? Yeah, they do. You know, we've waded through some of the, the grimmest things you can imagine. And then mm. there's always like... 
Uh, I noticed that there was a giraffe ill in London Zoo this week. I was wondering what what animal you think Rishi Sunak would be, oh and all those sort of things. I just yeah, because now the more I think about it, the more I, I just want to know more about them. Oh, I want I, to know. Yeah, because I want to know what they did afterwards. Did they go out for food? Oh, they go, you you've got to be getting an invite to the green room after that, aren't you? You've got to be. This is all about right. They're big fans of Beckett. <laughs> Right, <laughs> They're yes. like, here's what we do. You know when you lie about it, how it's your birthday in a restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone, right, we need to meet Margaret Beckett. <laughs> Let's get engaged. For the uh, for the listener at home, <laughs> Gareth just, just made the air quotes. <laughs> Let's get engaged. And then they'll have to invite us to the green room. And then we can get Margaret Beckett's autograph. And Andrew Lansley. And Liberal Democrat from Bent and David Laws, former Metropolitan Police Commissioner Sir John Stevens, and newspaper columnist as now they brown. I don't think February gets enough plaudit for being quite a unique month. So like because you've got That's because... the maddest sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> Everybody doesn't get enough plaudits. <laughs> but because it takes right, it it's takes no, a it's big. It's no one's favorite month. I'll give you that. No, it's but no but one's why not? Month. Because it takes a big hit, right? So the rest of the months can carry on as they are. So because of leap years, we're in a yeah. leap year this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just think, why aren't we? giving it more credit <laughs> what do you want what do what do you what do you need us to do is my question february day where we all just sit and are pleased i mean if if we hadn't already done the whole clap for keras thing maybe we'd clap for it that's a february <laughs> but, but like but it, it takes away a day and then adds a day so all the other months can just carry on <laughs> <laughs> It feels like it should be more. It should be more of a magical month than it is, because of that. Because of the whole leap year thing. I feel like you've given February a personality, and now, <laughs> and now I want to know what all the month's personalities are. <laughs> I feel like now, like I can't decide is January is January efficient because they're first in, or miserable because it's January. Yeah. And then it... <laughs> February is now the magical one. So February is like some sort of wizard. <laughs> I feel like in my head now, thanks to this conversation, I'm imagining them as like the dwarves from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves with all distinct personalities. Yeah. A- A- April will be sneezy, thanks to Hayfever. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm su- I'm surprised at your attitude towards this because, as someone who I know loves space, yeah, where's feel- this going? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm going to carry on confidently <laughs> because the whole reason February misses a day and then has to add a day is because of space. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Because you have to take away a day or add a day, it's a bit like disjointed. It's it's not a perfect science, is it? It doesn't fit into 
it, a it, perfect. It is science. <laughs> but it's not perfect. Because if it was, you, you would you would need to lose a day. It is frustrating that a full orbit of the sun is mm. three hundred sixty-five and a quarter days. Yeah. It's it's it is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not um, much we can do about that. Now. It's it's stuff like that that makes me believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a better argument for it. Not. <laughs> yeah, like he would have done that deliberately. Yeah, yeah. I can I th- see that happening. I think he'd have shifted it back at a literal quarter of a turn. <laughs> so, as my neighbours turn their washing machine on. <laughs> Which naturally means the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like the um, the music they play at the Oscars to get yeah, people it off. Is, it is exactly that. They've decided that February 2005, two stories was enough. We're done. <laughs> We're done. We're calling it a day. Um, thank you very much for listening. You can send us... A- We've got like emails and things to go through, but um, yeah, you'll just hear... It, it'll be too annoying. Um... <laughs> You can send us an email to thezenialdomahotmail.com. You can send us a tweet. You can send us an Instagram message. You can get hold of us on TikTok. And we'll be back next week with another February episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Over the centuries, the world's greatest wordsmiths have crafted the most beautiful sentences ever written. Shakespeare. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Austin. There is no charm equal to tenderness of heart. And Jermaine Pennant. I pulled two birds and I went home, which is nearly a proverb. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Football Book Club, the only book club that's less Jane Austen, more Charlie Austen. And you can listen to us right now by typing Football Book Club wherever you get your podcasts.